Good morning. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, the messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville, Florida. Once again, it's on in my word of DMX. Let's get it on. Uh, once again, we have lost another great artist um, in the hip hop community. Uh, it's a big L for us. Um, I mean, this man right here, Darkman X, also known as DMX from Yonkers, Y.O., um, you know, may so rest in peace. Um, like I said, um, we lost another great artist. It's, it seems like every every year, every two years, we lose a great artist in the black community. Um, that had been the trend for the past 12 years now. Every two years, every year, we lose another great artist. Whether it's hip-hop, R&B, we are losing great artists, all jazz, but mostly hip-hop and R&B. That being said, Darkman X, also known as um, DMX from Yonkers, New York, uh, he was one of the best lyricists one can argue. Like I said, the first album in Dark as Hell, that album went triple platinum the first month, and he dropped two albums. I didn't know that, unbeknownst to me, he, he had five number one, five consecutive number one album. He's the only hip hop artist ever done that. And plus, he was well, well renowned. Um, coming from the, it's the struggle, this man have a lot of demons. He was battling with drug addiction, woman, um, his relationship with his wife and his children. Like I said, I'm not gonna get into his personal life. You know, we, I'm just gonna focus on DMX as the artist, as the actor, um, but mostly as the artist and as a lyricist. Um, one can argue that DMX was the most profound lyricist in the past 20 years. You can argue, you can make that great argument. Past 25 years. DMX was the best artist. I'll give him an edge over Jay-Z. And I like Jay-Z now. Only person that's above him is Nas. Nas is the only artist I can put above DMX or in Big and Small. Then you can pick uh, Big Daddy Kane. But as far as lyricists, he's ahead of Jay-Z. And then, like I said, if he didn't have those drug problems, DMX would have sold hundred millions of records. Easy. One can argue. But he have sold over 20 or 30 million records in, um, in the past 25 years. Um, his first album came out in 98. So all the all the hits, Party Up, you know, Get At Me Dog, you know, all that stuff, the, the, the Rough Rider anthem, that was the anthem for the whole country. Like, you know, if you're from the hood, you heard the Rough Rider anthem. Whether you're from the street or not, you just hit a call with everybody. Everybody loved that 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 track. Everybody loved that record. As soon as you heard it, you know it was a smash. You know instantly it was a smash. As soon as you heard it, the Rough Rider anthem, that was the anthem for the summer of 1998. If you was in New York, matter of fact, if you was in the East Coast, you heard that anthem. You you you. I don't care where you at, barbecue. In the street, driving your car or in a in a club, you jump up and start dancing because that anthem right there was profound. It was just it was mind boggling. Uh, those of us who grew up in the East Coast knew that when you heard that anthem, that Rough Rider anthem, you instantly jump out your bed, out your seat, start dancing because that anthem was you know it was a it was it was profound. It was a very powerful song. That being said, DMX is one of the greatest artists we ever had. In the past 25 years, as far as hip-hop artists, he was the man. He always himself. One thing I love about him, he never pretended to be somebody else. He was always himself. He loved dogs. You know, one can argue he loved the pit bulls. He always had the pit bulls on his videos. So you know that off the rip, that he loved the pit bulls. 
Um, that is, he said, um, his relationship with his wife, I'm not going to get into that, you know. You know, when you're an artist, you know, the relationship is not going to be all gravy. And, you know, to you know, you're traveling a lot, you're not seeing your family. And, you know, you have a lot of children. So those things happen. You know, when you're an artist and then you're on the road, constantly on the road, you meet a lot of beautiful women. And you, as a man, you know you're going to partake and you're going to have sex with most of them or some of them. But I'm not here to judge him. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to judge the man. I'm just here to talk about his artistry, um, how great he was as far as a lyricist, as a writer, as an actor. He was pretty good actor, you know what I'm saying? You may not say, you know, he's not the best, but he was a good actor. Uh, coming from the hip-hop and transition to Hollywood, he did pretty well with Romeo and Credit to the Grave. Those two are the two top movies I've, I've seen him in. He had other movies, but those are my two favorite. Um, Credit to the Grave, Romeo with um, Jet Li, uh, with Aliyah, rest in peace, Aliyah. So that being said, we miss, we're miss. we going to miss a great artist. Once again, another great artist has passed on, has transitioned on to another life. Um, like I said, um, my, my condolences go out to his fans. First of all, his wife and his children, or all his children. I think he has 17, if I'm not mistaken. All his children, uh, my, my shout out go out to him. There was an article on, on the news saying um, Jay Z's buying all his uh, masters and uh, giving the money back to his children. If Jay Z and Beyonce does that, that would be a great gesture because, you know, he was with, with um, Def Jam. Even though at first he wanted to sign with um, Bad Boy, but Bad Boy, he, he, was too, he was too rugged, he was too street. And, you know, you know, bad boy, they, they wasn't that pretty shit. You know, they wasn't that pretty boy shit. So they was not fucking with nobody from the street like that. So at that particular time, that's why he ended up at Def Jam. So Def Jam put him on the map and make him a, a household name. Um, he was doing it in the street. Don't get it twisted. DMX was body a lot of those artists. Like you, a lot of your famous artists, they were getting bodied by DMX lyrically. They, lyrically, DMX was destroying them in ciphers. Um, but when he had a cipher with Jay-Z in Harlem, and you guys all know about the, the cipher he had with Jay-Z, some people said Jay-Z wanted, some people said JMX wanted. Nonetheless, I think to me, JMX, lyrically speaking, JMX is better than Jay-Z. That just is the rawness, is the rawness in his lyrics. Um, Jay-Z is great, but I think to me, if you compare all of them together, head to head, I put my money on JMX. Um, like I said, he's another great artist we just lost. Um, like I said, um, we're going to truly miss him. He's going to be truly missed. But his legacy will live on. We're going to listen to this song for years to come. The song, you know, they're still great um, songs that transcend time and, and race and culture. So the song will still live on. You know, he'll still live, uh, his spirit will still live on in our heart and our mind. So, like I say, it's a great loss for the hip-hop community as a whole, for the culture, um, to lose another great artist like DMX, Darkman X. Um, like I said, he was a great artist, so one can argue. Five number one albums, it's consecutively back-to-back. And he has so millions of records around this country, around the world. He's well-traveled, he's been all over the world, performing, acting. Um, like I said, he done, he done it all, man. I, like I said, he lived, he had a, he lived his life. Um, like I said, with the drug problem, like I said, it come, you know, you come with the territory. When you're into Hollywood, Hollywood, when you're in the business, when you're in the music business, there's a lot of temptation. Temptation can be in the form of money, of women, um, drugs, 
because you have access. You know, when you have access, you have to be very mindful of who you're around. And some of, some of, a lot of those guys, they don't have good role models that's around them. So, of course, they go to partake on a lot of stuff. And they have a lot of access, you know, excess of food, excess of money, excess of women, excess of drugs, all type of drugs, you name it, they have access to it. So because they, they are celebrities and they have money. So you got to be very well grounded, spiritually, number one, mentally, number two, well grounded for you to stay away from those things. But like, you know, a lot of us are not trained like that. So consequently, we partake in those things and that end up destroying our lives. And most of those are celebrities. Um, you see how they end up. But I'm not here to judge uh, judge the man. Like I said, that was his, you know, that was his life. Um, like I said, he's just as an artist. He, one can argue he was one of the best or the best artists in the past 25 years, as far as hip hop goes. Because this guy was dropping hits after hits. Um, he was hit after hit. But if he don't take a high, if he didn't take a break. Man, he could have like at least 10 consecutive number one. He could have 10 consecutive number one album. I'm, I kid you not. If he didn't take a break, this man could have at least 10 or 8 consecutive album. Number one consecutive album, one can argue. He had five. As a, he's the only hip-hop artist I've done that. I think behind after that is Jay-Z. I don't know if Jay-Z had five consecutive album, number one album, but he did. Because I mean, the Jay-Z album of Reasonable Doubt, I don't, that, that didn't debut number one. So I know that for a fact because I bought the album. So DMX, straight out the gate, he was dropping fire on everybody. So he, he's going to be truly, he's going, he will truly be missed in the hip-hop community, uh, one can argue. Like I said, I would like to hear your perspective about DMX, um, him being an artist as a person. Like I said, he had turned himself to God. You know, he wasn't, you know, he was doing his godly stuff, which um, I commend him on that. But uh, like I said, I don't know if he was doing it for publicity, if he was doing it from the heart. Only God knows. But once again, you know, we lost another great artist in the hip-hop community. Um, Doc Main X, also known as DMX, from Yonkers, uh, YO. Um, shout out to Yonkers, all you guys in Yonkers. I know you're mourning your boy DMX. Um, yeah, mourning this man. He's a, he was a great artist and a great person. One thing I take one take away from DMX, he was always himself. So I always like somebody that's always themselves. They didn't try to pretend to be somebody they not. So that was the one takeaway from me. He was always himself all the time. So that's the one takeaway from me. Um, he lived his life, like I said. Um, without the drug issues, who know? He could have lived a longer life. Um, but we don't have all the toxicology reports, you know, from the medical reports. We don't know what was the cause of death, you know. There might be a lot of stuff in the medical reports that we don't know of. So my condolences go out to his, his wife and his children, um, his family, his mothers, his siblings. Um, my condolences go out to the fans. I'm one of his fans from day one, from the underground days to now. I'm one of the fans that didn't honest, you know, be watching this guy from the day one. Uh, I know I'm going to miss him a lot, and I've been listening to his music um, for the past the whole weekend, you know, just reminiscing on this guy, you know, artistry and his legacy. So it took me a while to talk about DMX, you know, usually I have to digest things, you know, spiritually, mentally digest a lot of stuff before I do a podcast on celebrity. Like I told you guys, I do not do podcasts on celebrities like that, uh, unless somebody I really like, 
then I'll do one. But once again, um, this is John Rosenberg. You can follow me on, on Twitter at John Rosenberg. You can follow me on Facebook at John Rosenberg. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram at copper colored underscore American. Copper underscore colored underscore American. All lowercase letters. And you can follow me. Like I said, my objective for this podcast is to reach a million people per day. That's the objective for the podcast. A million people, a million listeners per day. So once again, let's make it happen. Shout out to America. Shout out to Zimbabwe. Shout out to South Africa. Shout out to Nigeria. Shout out to the Caribbean. All the Caribbean islands, Jamaica, Haiti, Dominican Republic, Bahamas, Barbados, um, Guyana, St. Croix. Shout out to all the Caribbean islands. Um, Shout out to South America, Brazil, number one, Argentina, Colombia, Venezuela, Chile, um, Paraguay, um, uh, all Bolivia. Shout out to Asia, Japan, number one, China, Korea, um, Singapore, Malaysia, all those countries. Um, Shout out to um, Ethiopia. Yes, Ethiopia. Shout out to Ethiopia. Shout out to France, La France. Uh, Shout out to London. Shout out to Germany, Russia. Shout out to all the countries that support this podcast. Uh, once again, thank you for t- tuning in and listening to this podcast. I am your host, The Messenger, John Rosenberg. Take care. Good evening, welcome back to another episode. I'm your host and messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Duval County, Jacksonville, Florida. Once again, it's on people. On this episode, we're going to talk about the music industry, the the pitfalls, the do's and don'ts. Um, like I said, I'm speaking from an outsider, but I've been watching um, this past week on the media. We lost two of the uh, best artists we have, have in the hip hop. Number one, DMX, one of the best of the, his generation. Then you have Black Rob, who are uh, street of Harlem, from Harlem. Um, DMX from Mod Vernon. Uh, Mod Vernon, uh, New York. Uh, if you uh, like D, uh, Heavy D, all those, those people from Mod Vernon. Heavy D, uh, Mary J. Blige. I think what's his name? Father MC, no, I think Father MC from Brooklyn or oh, Harlem. So uh, those artists, like, you know, saying, um, you know, when you in this uh, music industry, a lot of those artists, they were in desperate need, dire needs, uh, which when there was a bad situation um, when they got into this. Like, not all of them, most of them. Um, I'm, mostly I'm talking about the rappers uh, who got into the industry. Um, they were desperate. They, they was a, they from the block. Um, those who you don't know what the black is, that means the streets. Um, they was hustling, trying to make ends meet. Uh, so not all of them. Some of them came out of good homes. Some of them, they came straight from the block. So they had to make ends meet and pay their bills, feed their children. So I get all that. Uh, like I said, there's a lot of sinister, uh, sinister motive about those celebrities, so-called quote-unquote celebrities, deaf. Uh, whether you talk about an actor, actress, uh, music star. Uh, a rapper or whoever it is when they die when those people die unlike the average person there's always a sinister motive there's never um, they never die of natural cause and that's one thing we have to be aware of and we have to be aware of that um, 
we have to know that uh, a lot of those celebrities, they don't die a natural cause. Some of them have, but most of them don't die a natural cause. Partly because of the sacrifice they have made, whether it's blood sacrifice, human sacrifice, animal sacrifice. They have sacrificed something to get where they are. Don't let them fool you with this buffoonery. Yeah, it's not all about talent. You have a lot of talented people right now out here in the street that, are, that that can give any those rappers a run for their money. But they're not in the industry right now because you know why? They didn't take the pill. They didn't, they didn't bend over. Uh, See, so one thing you have to understand about Hollywood, Hollywood, um, there's a lot of devil worshiping. I'm not the only person that spoke about that because I don't really talk about it too much, but I know the history behind those um, celebrities in Hollywood. So once you see somebody that's really living large, living good, like you say, Black Rob, you know, how come a man like this, you know, very popular and then had some money and then now he, he can pay his, the hospital bill? How you go from there? And then a lot of those uh, rappers, they are being manipulated mentally, spiritually manipulated and to sign those contracts. And those contracts are death notes, literally and figuratively death notes. Once they sign those contracts, they cannot opt out. You know, they have to take, they have to make a plea deal. And a lot of times they have to sell their soul or there's somebody in their family got to take an L. And that's how it is. And unbeknownst to a lot of us who are on the outside looking in, we must be aware of that. That's why when you have young children that want to be in Hollywood, that want to be a rapper, whether it's a basketball player, there's a lot of pitfalls that come with those things. You know, fame is very addictive. It's very intoxicated. Um, you can be famous, you can be infamous. So you see what happened with Michael, ja- jo- uh, Michael Jackson and Mike Tyson, all the great celebrities we have. And we as black, so-called black, so-called Negroes, so-called African-American, we worship our celebrities like gods. And that's a detriment for us, for us our people, for me, we need to stop worshiping our celebrities like gods. Now, you can be inspired by somebody, but when you put them on a pedestal and, and bow down to them like gods, and that's a big problem. That's a big, big problem for ourselves as adults and also for our children who look up to those um, celebrities. Our children should look up to us as parents not to celebrities. They can be inspired, but not to follow their ways because their ways is going to lead you astray. So that being said, with the black rap situation, now you cannot put all the blame on Diddy. Yes, Diddy paid part, partly of the blame because that was one of his best artists he had. Um, like I said, <clears throat> they have made a lot of comment about, you know, um, the bad boy curse. Yeah. Apart from that, he have lost a lot of celebrities from Craig Mack, um, from uh, what's the, from Biggie Small. Ever since Biggie passed away in 97, is the trend. You know, a lot of those artists was taken for a ride because they were signing slave deal. Like I said, you have to own your master, which is your recording. That's why it's good for you to write your own, to have your own, all your stuff copyrighted. Get your uh, a financial advisor that's going to help you. And also, don't get the, the financial advisors that the label give you. Get one off the grid. Get somebody that's going to go to those contracts with you. And a lot of us, because we don't read, we don't study, and then a lot of those guys, they came from the hood. They never 
some of them can barely read. Uh, it's not a diss on them. It's just the circumstances. They can barely read. And those contracts, too, if you don't know nothing about law, there's a lot of codes they use on those contracts. You have to get somebody that's very diverse in those codes that can de- decipher the codes for you and those laws and those contracts, rather. So that's why you cannot just sign anything. Now, we understand a lot of those guys, they were desperate <clears throat> to sign the contract when they signed those deals. But when when it's time to we, uh, we negotiate, just like the NBA, you know, you get a rookie contract after three years, that player, it depends how they play, if they play well, and their stocks go, value go up. So uh, they can negotiate for a longer term for more money. Same thing with rappers and singers. They can get the first deal. You're always going to cash an L for the first time unless you get a great financial advisor, a great lawyer that's on your side that's going to look out for you, a great manager um, that's going to look out for you. And then, and you always got to sign your own check. You cannot let nobody sign your check for you. And I know you have financial um, managers. Don't let no manager sign your check because a lot of those managers, they're robbing you blind. And that's why a lot of those artists have learned to sign their own checks. Um, I mean, Oprah told you that you have to sign your own check. Now, with Black Rob, he had drug issue. Um, he had other things. You know, he was, he, was de- he was dealing, just like DMX, they were dealing with a lot of demons in their life. And we all do have our demons, you know what I'm saying? So we're not wholly endowed, including myself. So we're not here to judge, but we just try to look at the whole spectrum and give us our our perspective on what's going on in the world and the music industry or Hollywood rather. We need to look at those death is a lesson to learn here. We like to chase fame. There's nothing about you being respected for, for your artwork, uh, you being respected for your, your skills, your your you know your all those things are nice to have. But when you're chasing fame at all costs, it's gonna catch up to you in the long term. So that's why a lot of us, we, we chase fame, we want to be famous, we want to be popular. There's nothing, how people respect your work, you know, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But like I said, once again, fame is very unta- intoxicated, it's, very, it's a drug, it's, it's a freaking drug. Um, you have, this is, this is why a lot of those celebrities, they crash, you know, they can't keep up that image, that facade, it's, just a, it's a facade. They can't keep up that facade. That's why they have to, a lot of them, they turn to drugs. They become sex addicted. A lot of celebrities, they have turned to a lot of things, bad habits. And some of them, they already have bad habits already prior to the industry. So all that combined, because now when you, you went from zero to a hundred or to a thousand rather, overnight, you're going from the streets living in a one-room shack and now you stay in a seven-star hotel, five-star hotel, you get plenty of food, plenty of sex, plenty of drugs, whatever your preference are. You get, you know, all access to everything overnight. So that's a lot. If you're not mentally, like I said before in the last podcast, if you're not mentally or spiritually grounded, you're going you're gonna to deviate from those things. You're going to fall into those traps. And, you know, you, you have heard about the house parties. Those are real. A lot of those house mansion parties they have in the Hollywood Hills, even here in the South, they have those big mansion parties that celebrities go to. A lot of those things are taking place. And same sex, you know, a lot of those guys, they, they, they dealt with other guys. A lot of those women that you like to see, they dealt with other women. So 
This is very demonic. A lot of those people, they engage into a lot of stuff. And we have to teach our children. There's nothing wrong with being famous. It's how you become famous. And if you have to sell your integrity, your soul for fame, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. By the end of the day, it's not worth it. You only have a peace of mind. Like Black Rob, you know, may you rest in peace. Uh, we still listen to his music. Same thing with Go With DMX. But they had sold it. They had signed those contracts. When you sign those contracts, they take an oath. You know what I mean? You plea a deal. You got to pay back. And like I said, don't believe what the media is telling us. Those guys, they didn't die natural death. They had demons behind them. They had hitmen behind them. Especially DMX. DMX been exposing a lot of people. So DMX was exposing Darkman X, also known as DMX, from YO, Mark Vernon. He was telling on a lot of people. But I, we have to give him respect because he always trying to tell the truth. Even though in the beginning he signed a contract, he was he he, he taken off. If you see the, the second cover, blood of my blood, flesh of my flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, that that was a sacrifice. It just dawned on me now. It just dawned on me. The period I was listening to a podcast earlier. The guy said there he go right there. That's the sacrifice there. DMX, unbeknownst to a lot of us, he had two platinum records in the same calendar year. Michael Jackson didn't do that. And you know Mike was the man. Mike was the man. He's the most celebrated selling artist of all time. Only person that come a little bit close to him right now will be, will be Kanye West. You can make a great, a great argument for Kanye West. He's the only artist that I can compare to Michael jo- Michael Jackson as far as the, 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 the impact on the culture. Uh, globally, you know, here domestically, he's the only person I can compare with Kanye West because he's a producer, then he's a rapper, he's a superstar. So he's the only person I can compare because he had the vision. He's a great visionary, so I can compare him to Michael, Michael Jackson. In a way, but he he never sold that much, as much record as Michael Jackson, but he's the only one I can compare to him. So that being said, um, with um, Black Rob, I, I don't know his real name, but you know he's from Harlem. This guy's a street guy, hustler from the Harlem who turned rapper. Um, he died this past week, and then there's another side this case again. The guy died in dire poverty. He had to go, go, go fund me to pay his bills. And then this is one thing we have to run. That's our shout out to Master P. You got to be shitting on Master P a lot. You got to put some respect on that man's man. He look out for his artists, unlike Puff Daddy. Let's keep it book. Puff Daddy don't look out for his artists. Now, once again, I'm not saying we cannot put all the blame on Puff. Those men and those women have to take responsibility for themselves too as adults. We have to say that. Now, when it comes to the contract, you know, the masters and the copyright, I put a lot of blame on Puffy because Puffy, everything I say on here is alleged, alleged because I don't know all the details or the nuance of, the, of those contracts. I do not know them and you don't know them. So I'm just going to say allegedly. Puffy, who should have released those contracts, should have let them up out the contract, Give those boys their masters. Give those men their masters. Give those men their masters. Those are their music. They work hard for it. Now, if they didn't write the music, I get it. 
But if they wrote those songs, that's their songs. Give them back their masters. Give it to back to their children. Like DMX, he wrote those songs. Those are his songs. Those are his. Most of those songs, I'm not saying all of them, but most of them are his songs. He wrote them himself. himself. So he should get all that masters back. He should get all of it back. All that money he should recuperate. And his children, I think he had like 17 plus children. So his children, all that money, they should have a, like a, a, a trust for all, all that money should be in a trust where that, that money will be divided among his children. That's what they should do. They should take all that money, put it in a trust. As soon as those children turn 25 or 20, well, I'll say 25 because that's when they will mature. So as soon as they turn 25 or you can say 18, it depends, 21, 21, 25, they should give them the money to live their life. Because that's their father's blood and sweat and tears money. So Hollywood is very demonic. You know, unbeknownst to a lot of you guys, some of you guys are already aware of that already. Hollywood, Hollywood, is it look magical. It look spectacular. Everything that shines is not gold, okay? Everything that glitters is not gold or diamond for that matter. So everything that glitters is not diamond. Everything that glitters is not gold. So don't get caught in the glimpse and the glamour. That's where they got you. The glimpse and the glamour, that's where they got all of us. Those of us who operate on a low frequency. I don't operate on a low frequency. I don't need nobody to make me famous. If, if this podcast make me famous, great. You know, I'll, uh, great, whatever. I'm not looking for that. I'll just do this from the bottom of my heart to give my perspective on history, on current events, and those things. Maybe if every now and then I'll do some sports. But like I said, this is uh, something that we have to learn from. Um, that's why you have, have to learn how to read those contracts. Those con- This is good. This is why it is imperative for us as artists to have uh, creative freedom and also copyright have uh, to uh, to be able to own our masters uh, because that's going to be dividends in the future for ourselves and for our children and our family. So it is imperative that we own our masters. Um, Puffy, if you're listening, I don't hate you, brother, but you gotta do right by your artists. You gotta do right by your artists. I'm saying once again, you gotta do right. I'm not saying I can't put all the blame on you. Black Rob have made his own mistakes. We know that he, he was doing drugs. You could have put him in rehab because you have the, the know-how, you have the money. You could have become some few phone calls and put this man in the rehab. And you should have done that for him because he's, he's, well, he's he was one of your best artists. Um, on, and if you're in the late 2000, the late, uh, early 2000, you know, Roll was the number one record for that year. I remember 99, 2000, that, was, that record was on fire. I mean, from, I think from March, I think, they, they, when did he drop that, that album? In January? of 2099 I think January 2000 something like that Whoa was on Whoa I think they were supposed to give it to DMX from what I understand or DMX would have killed that record oh my god DX was on that record oh my god that that record would have been diamond so nonetheless it was a great record Um, I Love You Baby that's another great record you know what yeah, I know who killed him. The only guy with big, uh, big and small, rest in, uh, rest in peace, big and small. Um, like I said, 
there's a lot of great records you have in the life story that if you listen to the album i was listening to it last night i wanted to go back and listen to it again and i listened to a few records it's, it's strictly a harlem man this guy is strict block robbers with harlem man just like puff daddy is he's, he, those guys are harlem and he's from the street i mean puff is puffy in for the street but rob black rob is from the street of harlem he's a real strict nigga you know he's not one of those um Pretty boy, no, no, he's not a pretty boy. This motherfucker is straight from the block. He is straight from the block, okay? Straight from the block. He's, 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 if you listen to that whole album, he told you his life story right there. Something with DMX. DMX is straight from the hood. That's why, you know, one thing we can love about X, X never pretend to be who he's not. X was himself 24-7, seven days a week. That's what I love about this man. And I cut both of his albums. Both of them. As soon as he dropped them, I copped them. And I went back and bought another one. So I've been supporting X. I like his music. Now, did he sign off? Of course he did. Of course he did. Now, he didn't like the way the politics, you know, the, the dick riding, all that stuff. He didn't like all that stuff. He had to walk away from it. But nonetheless, Pac, um, not Pac, um, DMX, he was not a dick rider. He was not a dick rider. He speak his mind. He spoke his mind every time he get a chance. He speak his mind. He don't bite his tongue for nobody, and that's one thing I can take away from this man. He he don't bite down from nobody. He speak his mind. Now whether you like him or not, that's irrelevant. But you cannot say he was a punk. You know he was a fake. But a lot of those celebrities they they phony as hell. They, that's the pedigree. They phony as hell. They fake just like church folks. They a lot of them are they are phony. Not all of them. I can say all, but. If you go by the law of average, a lot of them are phony as hell. So this is why that this is why we, as young men who from the streets, who from the suburb, who try to get into the industry, rapping, singing, acting, you have to ask yourself: Is it worth it? Is it worth it to lose my sanity for fame, for money? Now we all need money to pay our bills. I'm not against it. It's not the love. Is sometimes it's the lack of money. Now the you know it's, it's usually it's the lack of money, and lack of discipline and integrity. That's the root of all evil. But I digress. Um, those those people, those celebrities, those rappers that you see on TV, majority majority of it is facade. It's just a facade. They try to keep up the facade, and once they can't keep up anymore. They either fall off the, the, the grid, they, you don't hear from them anymore, or they end up dead. A lot of, a lot of times they end up dead. And once again, I, I have to say, I have to be a conspiracy theory, like, you know, a theorist on this one. Most of those deaths, they're not regular death, okay? The, all those men, um, they didn't die natural cause. Um, they had, I know they had other issues. But a lot of them, they went against the grain. That's Black Rob, DMX. Uh, they didn't follow. They didn't follow the protocol, and a lot of them, they, they end up where they are right now. Partly was their fault because, like, like I said, you cannot put all the blame on Puff Daddy. Yes, some of the blame go to Puff Daddy when it comes to the those contracts, when it comes to their masters and copywriting, all that. Yeah, I put that on Puffy, but the rest of the stuff. They have to own it. You know what I'm saying? You're doing drugs. You're popping mollies. You're not getting rest. You know, you're not getting rest. You're out there, you know, slinging it like a Wild Wild West. Hey, 
is going to catch up with you. And a lot of those guys, when they came out, they were in the early 20s. Some of them was in the late teens. They enter the industry at a young age, you know. They don't know the, all the length, you know, all the in and out about the industry, all the protocols, and those contracts. They're not reading, the, you know. Usually, the manager, unbeknownst to a lot of us, most of the time is the manager that screwed them over, not really the record label. Uh, most of the time, is the manager. Is the manager that screwed them over? So, you know, you gotta get the right people in your corner when you, when you do. Um, and you, I'm not saying you will never get fucked over. You you end up you might get fucked over here and there, but but to minimize getting fucked over, you need to get your lawyer, not the lawyer they give you, not the not the lawyer from the record label. You want to get your another independent lawyer, an independent account accountant to count all your money. And you need to sign your own check. You need to sign your own check. Because when you let your manager sign your check for you, you're going to spend a whole bunch of money, and then you're going to owe IRS a whole bunch of taxes. So that being said, there's a lot of lessons to learn from those men. We talk about DMX, um, Black Rob, and other celebrities. They're not the only one. There's other celebrities out there who's doing a lot of crazy stuff for money, and it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And they're selling our children a whole bunch of dreams. That's not good. And then black people, we need to stop worshiping our celebrities like gods. We need to stop doing that. Uh, I'm not saying other people, other, other um, nation, other group of people don't do it. They do it too. But we are black Americans specifically. We worship another country too. Africa is another continent where they worship their pastors and celebrities too. So we need to stop worshiping people. Stop putting people on pedestal. No. Even your own Bible said, don't worship no man, no woman. You should not put nobody before you, okay? Before God, rather. So that being said, um, the backbone curse, you can... it's, It's real. It is real. Because a lot of those artists, they end up dying. They end up going poor and heartbroken. Um, starting with Biggest Small, and then you you know all the things that happened to Biggest Small, and uh, now it's Black Rob, and you know there's other artists that you know, G Dep, you know all those are all loon, and like I said once again, you can't put all the blame on Puff Daddy, but Puff Daddy played a major role on those guys' um, demise. But that being said, everything I say on this podcast are allegedly. They are alleged. I don't have all the information, all the uh, all the facts on about those things. So you gotta. Oh. So that's what happened. So um, once again, this is my take on it. It might be a part two. Um, this one will be um, Black Rob. Um, R.I.P. Black Rob. Um, rest in peace, man. Take care. One love. <laughs>